really do. You're a 21 year old punk fucking kid. This grandpa's given you everything all your fucking life. You've never had a car payment, a house payment. Everything you live in was given to you by grandpa. You fucking don't know what it's like to work for a fucking living like I do. To bust my fucking ass and do what I do. And you know what, Sean? You fucked me, and that's the way you got it. But you know what? Your grandpa's money will run out someday, and you'll have to feast for yourself. Get a fucking jog, you piece of shit. Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories with Sean Walchef. That's me, and I'm here with my man, Derek Marceau, owner of Valley Farm Market. Hello, hello. How we doing today, Derek? Great. It's a beautiful day outside again, like I say almost every single day. Ooh, we my, my weatherman, coming sunny, with the weather California. report. Yeah, no, it's uh, been beautiful. Everything's been going good, and um, we are ecstatic to have the owners of... Uh, Brody's Burgers and Beer in Humul, California here. It's Craig Broderick and Beth Broderick. Um, they are like family to me. We've known each other for uh, over 20 years now, and um, it's great to have them on, and we appreciate you guys for making the time to come out. Thank you. Thanks for asking us to be here. Welcome, welcome. We uh, Actually, let's let's get back to the 20 years. So. How how old how old was Derek when you met him? Punk ass teenager. Punk ass teenager. Punk ass That's teenager what I'm talking boy. about. Punk ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where, where how how did uh, the families meet each other? Uh, we had a our house for sale. Okay. And we had a realtor call and wanted to show the house and not a problem. They knock on the door and I open it up and I there was a whole tribe. And I'm talking a Marso, village, Marso a tribe. Marso tribe. They there were everywhere. At least 15 of them. Yeah, at least 15. Yeah. They, they are an intimidating group, that's for sure. We had to check out the rooms, make sure that everything was, yeah. was right. Yeah. So they, um, Derek's parents bought our house, and the friendship and started And this was in right Hamul. Then, in Hamul. In Hamul. Mm-hmm. So this is when you guys And not moved. only did we bought the house, but then they moved not two houses down they bought a lot and they built the house right there mm-hmm. so we were essentially neighbors from then on too ah so. and the very first day they moved in it was summertime in Hummel, so it was about 102 degrees and my husband's great idea was we live in a trailer and he didn't want us to use the bathroom in the trailer so he had an outhouse the blue room because he wanted to try to sell the trailer afterwards nice. so he was at work and i was unloading things into the trailer and i could hear all of them frolicking in my pool that I built uh. two doors down and I thought what well, in, in the hell degree, uh, have I done what did I do that sounds like a that's how Bulgarians would roll <laughs> it was like my, my wife my wife's father he would uh it was like a four-month plan that turned into like a year I think. Yeah. yeah he would have yeah. a trailer and he would say yes no one's going to use this trailer mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are going to use the outhouse mm-hmm. yeah but it's all good it was awesome we were we so why fortunate. why why Hamul? I mean, I don't want to blow up the secret on East County, but yeah. you know, this yeah, is this I is kind of an East East, Count, East County podcast. I heard I heard there's a Hollywood casino in Hamul. Is that yeah, right in the middle of my fucking view? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's cocksuckers so... put that thing right in my backyard. <laughs> it's so bad because right where we live, literally, you look right fucking at it, and it's it's absolutely disgusting. I when they were first building it, I don't know. I wasn't living in Hamul all the time. I was living in Spring Valley, so I didn't have to go up there every day. And then when I finally went up there, I couldn't mm-hmm. fucking believe it was just like right there. Like it's right an eyesore. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the beauties of Hamul is just you know the, the natural beauty. Mm-hmm. It's naturally beautiful, and especially like the community that you guys you know are talking about. It's it's gorgeous. And yeah. then you go and you have something like that, and everyone thinks you know economic development. It's going to be beneficial to the region. But then all of a sudden, what you love and know now it's completely different right 
Well, just because you can or shouldn't doesn't mean you should. I agree. Very, very true. Agree the reason completely. we moved out there, to answer your question, though, is when we came here from Seattle in 95. Um, Back up. I was born and raised here. She was born and raised here. <laughs> <but> it, <laughs> we moved here, and we actually bought that house that we sold to Derek's parents, and she never saw it. It was I came down, her mom was a realtor, and, and she showed me the house, and I'm like, yeah, I like this neighborhood. This is awesome. But it was for us, it was about, you know, we wanted to be in a rural area. And Humboldt was all one-acre minimums. Um, so that was the rural area. But, you know, you could have gone to North County. You could have been in Poway or whatever. But for us, it was about a choice of getting in and out of there. There's, there's lots of different ways to get it out of Hamul. You know, you're not stuck to the 15 freeway or yeah, whatever. Exactly. And so that was the driving force of living there. And then Hamul is really, we didn't realize it at the time, but because everybody's kids go to school together, it's, it's everybody knows everybody and it's a small town feel. And so when Brody's opened up, it became the local cheers bar. And so you'd go in there for dinner and with your kids or something. And, you know, all of a sudden you, you see six or eight different groups of people that you knew so. yeah i don't think i've ever been in there and i didn't know like know somebody yeah. every time i'm in there it's like oh hey you know yeah. i haven't seen you for a while and you get to uh catch up and it's like kind of the local hangout if you will so yeah. if we go from meeting derek when he's a punk ass kid when he's 15 years old now i'm just a punk ass adult now he's just a punk ass adult <laughs> not much has <laughs> that's changed a, that's a big problem yeah. uh how do we fast forward to opening up a restaurant because i think well, you know, part of the podcast is we we love the entrepreneurial mm -hmm. spirit, and it mm -hmm. takes the fact that you guys are still open today right. means that you've endured. And no matter, you know, everyone Thank sees you. a full restaurant and they see you know people in there having a good time, but they have no fucking clue, no clue. what it's like, the things that keep you guys up at night. So how how do we get? Well, why a restaurant? I guess. Well, when I was young, my mom was a single parent, and she was a realtor. Um, at Priscilla Tomaski, right there by the Brigantine. And that, okay. that restaurant was called... Shout out to Sally, by the way. Yeah, my mom, Sally. And she, um, that was called The Top Shelf. And I used to go over there and sit at the bar when I was like nine years old. And they'd let me fill the little cherry trays. <laughs> and, you know, they, they were super nice to me. And so I realized, looking back, that restaurant was in my blood. And I lived in Mammoth Lakes in my 20s. And I opened a restaurant there. I cocktail waitress around there was a place called Lear's Greenhouse here you guys are too young you wasn't even there you weren't born um, and had a restaurant in Mammoth Lakes it was called um, Blondie's Kitchen and that's where I met Craig he came in to eat so it's kind of always in my blood uh -huh. yeah but then I went back to school and Craig was in construction and we moved from Mammoth to the Pacific Northwest and like Craig said uh, my stepfather became ill we moved back down to San Diego and um, Craig was in construction, and the recession hit, and I just you decided to open decided a restaurant. Decided to open a restaurant, <laughs> crazy. Couldn't make nice. a living pounding nails. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> She's like, this is the definition of insanity, and you've got to do something else. And you know, it's too freaking hard on your body, and it's a miserable way to make a living, breathing dust and <laughs> all the freaking exposed toxins you're exposed to, and all that stuff. But, you're extremely good at it, though. Yeah, well, neat. Neat. <laughs> One of the best things you can sell in a recession is alcohol, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're selling beer. That was a uh, driving force behind opening up uh, well, the, the burger and beer. Yeah, mm. the craft beer was just coming around, and 
Um, I told Craig I just would like to open a restaurant, do one thing and do it well. We had a connection with Derek and I talked to him about getting our meat ground here fresh every day, which we do. And um, Craig, Derek, inter actually was one of the first ones he introduced us. We went down to Blind Lady Blind Ale, Lady House. Ale yeah. House to help introduce us more to the different beers. Um, was a great introduction and helped us introduce us to a lot of people. And then we had Bobby Matthews come into Brody's once we Bobby, opened. Bobby, yeah, I know Bobby. Became friends with him, and he really helped along the way. And Craig has just got a tremendous palate for the beer and and is a tremendous asshole. And a lot of people <laughs> don't like I dealing with compliment. him at first. No, it is. It's crazy that. Sounds like my wife. Well, he, <laughs> the thing I'll say about Craig is he is who he a is. Great heart. Yeah, and, he, he's, and he's never going to. That's. There's something about transparency mm -hmm. that he, he's not fake. And that, no. that's what we love and, and hate about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I haven't been in a fight since I was 13 years old. No. So uh, I don't know. I piss it's, people off, but I guess I can make bring them around the other side. I don't know. But it's the, it is. It's that transparency, and it's shocking. Like when we first opened with some of the reps, and they didn't yeah. quite know how to take it. And um, as you know, that when we open. There, Craig likes to tell the story, and he could tell it well, but there were more taps than there was beer. So <laughs> in San Diego, the, they were people were very picky about who they gave their beer to, the distributors. Yes. And they would just especially, can I say who? No, no. Okay. No. So, so <laughs> I'll say it. I don't time, give a shit. So as time went, as time went on, yeah. there was more, things changed with that distribution, and sure. they, they became very nice, but then there was... More Stone. beer than there was tap. Yeah. Tap. So we would actually just go pick up beer, like from society or yep. whoever, you know. Yeah, we want your beer. And Craig and the boys have created a great lineup through the help of people like Derek. And I think it's, it's so underappreciated by by some of the people out in Humul. Not under, I mean, it's just people don't understand the quality of beer that you guys actually do have. That tap list can hold its own. Anywhere, anywhere in San Diego. Absolutely. Like, no question about it. And we're the Mecca. And you see some of these things, you're like, oh, my God, good for you, man. That's, I mean, to be able to get that in, I'm just happy you kind of veered away from some of the older stuff you guys had on. And now you're really, you know, you're embracing San Diego for its eclectic mm -hmm. group and, and the variety of stuff you guys can have in. And like you said, you went out and picked up society when society was like, Brand no, new. we begged society begged for, him it, and then, like, yeah. it was a vetting process yeah. they put us through. I mean, they literally had to come out and Remember see the I told restaurant them, like, Sometimes you got to cut the their list. balls a little bit and they even tell them how good they are to give them, get you some beer. I begged for beer for a long time yeah. and begged everyone for mm -hmm. beer. And fortunately, the beer industry came to us, really. I mean... Well, it, I, think you, I think you earned it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't even know the story, but I know for us... I mean, getting quality beer, and not only that, but just being a small business in East County, to get alcohol vendors, to get reps, to get Crest, yeah. to get these people to buy into what you're trying to do. I mean, we would go to my general manager, Eric, he would drive to Southern's and he'd have to break cases. He'd put it in his Honda Civic. You know, this was all before we could get a fucking delivery. It's mm -hmm. like, fuck, what yeah. do we have to do? Yeah. Well, you got to meet a volume threshold. And that right. volume threshold doesn't come until you build business. Mm -hmm. Guess what? That business doesn't come until you have enough customers to do it. So what do you do? You're just literally scraping the bottom of the barrel, begging, you know, telling people to go fuck off. Like, hey, you know, we're going to buy beer. We're going to pay our bills. But guess what? They don't believe you until mm -hmm. they believe you. Right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. how it is. And now you have people fighting for ta tap handle space. 
It's very as valuable as opposed real to the, it's, 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 it's kind of an inverse relationship to where, where it was when you first opened. Yeah. You first Absolutely. opened, you're begging people to come and give you quality products so that you can give the best beer to your customers. And then now you're at a spot where it's like, fuck, you remember? Yeah. Like it's so far, it's so far back. Right. Where you can barely even remember. Like, how did we, I mean, we used to only have eight tap handles. Right. It was, just, it was terrible, mm-hmm. you know, but we have to find a way to open, you know, how do we get money to expand a keg cooler so that we can get 24 beers? You guys have how many? 30, 31. That is amazing. But two are ciders and one's, one's a, a draft beer. root beer that is fucking to die for. <laughs> Which one that is makes that? It? A beta. It's the same one you've had forever then. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And, I, you know, when we first opened, I was like, we got to find a draft root beer. Got to find a draft root beer. I was begging people, can you make me draft root beer? I remember that. And they're... No, no, no. And I'm like, you guys are missing the boat. You know, people go out, they want a nice craft beer. Well, their kid's going to want a craft soda and sit at the bar with dad and drink a nice craft soda. Sure. And craft sodas are now are freaking taking off. Yeah. You know? Every, everything's kind of getting away from the big commodity industry, and they're kind of going towards the independent, smaller, like smaller breweries, craft stuff, stuff that you, people are actually making and getting instead of in the masses. They, they want it, you know, more of a, a quaint feel. And you guys do that really, really well, and you guys... uh Really, like you're saying, you're you're looking after your your customer, mm-hmm. right? You you want mm-hmm. that. It's not just about having a great burger and beer. It's the experience. the experience, and to be able to have that person come with their kids. You know how many times I say to my sons, like, "Hey, do you guys want to go to Brody's?" And every time it's like they're going to fucking Disneyland. Yeah, they just love it. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I'm like, "Hey, do you guys want to go to like Applebee's?" Or like, oh, no. "No, can we go to Brody's?" I'm like, "Dude, absolutely." <laughs> yeah. And I mean, be, be, to be able to have that experience, and it's for us as parents to be able to come down there, let the kids run around in your, I mean, your guys' room over there, it, it is so nice that you guys, you know, you have some video games, but it's like a big, huge conference room. And, you know, we've had parties over there with, you know, 50 people and you guys accommodate it no problem. And our kids get to run around, everyone runs around. It's kind of like on the, on the uh, what is it, the east wing of it. And how big is that? T, uh, the projector you guys have 14, uh, 14. 12 by 18 no feet no 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 it's 14 I 12 think. foot wide and eight foot tall i mean it's it's insane you can watch some games the dads can watch the games the kids can run around play some games um and then obviously the service is just always excellent so yeah that, that's uh that's a testament to you guys and just having that experience of brody's burgers and beer that we we all come to to love but you know oh, what part you. of the experience is is finding a beer that you are in the mood for at that time. And I could use every fucking adjective in the world to describe that glass of beer. But until you put it in your fucking mouth, you don't know if you're in the mood for that. You, right. might, you might love that beer, but today you don't. Right. And you're not in the mood for that. So we're really liberal with our samples. And so we've got little one-ounce shot glasses that will give you a, a taste of beer. What I don't care. Fuck, try them all. I don't care. Right. I'm, I want well, you try to try them all now with one ounce. When we first started, it was a- <laughs> three ounces now we're down six years later we got an ounce for you try as many as you want but we purposely the things you learn running a business we purposely do not carry the normal beers like coors light i mean east county is a coors light town if i had coors light on and you came in i'll just have a coors light well then you're not going to be able to experience all these other great freaking beers right i mean our best selling beer in the bar is maui bikini blonde lager it's a fucking great easy drinking beer it's a lawnmower beer it's what you drink when you mow the lawn right. i mean it's it's and you know for all these years we were like trying to find a, a nice we started off with a blonde ale well 
Fucking blonde ales. Yeah, they're good. Especially nowadays, they make some really good ones. That Ska Truly Blonde Ale, that's right. amazing. Mother Earth makes it great. It's still a top ale. fermented beer, so mm-hmm. the, when you get the lager, it's a, almost, it, it tends to be a little more crispy. So, like, mm-hmm. well, that's a horrible word, but um, the people that want that Coors Light, and you can kind of bridge them with that mm-hmm. lager, I mean, it, it'll blow their mind. They're like, holy wow. shit. It, I would have never drank this, but you almost damn near forced them to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now they're like, wow, maybe... Since I like this one so much, else. let me try one of these. And now, now, again, you go back to that experience. And, you know, nothing against Ballast Point. I, you know, that's the American dream to build a business and sell it for a billion dollars. Boom. But we purposely don't carry Sculpin. And Sculpin's a great beer. Right. But we don't carry it because if they see it on the board, they're, oh, I'll just have a Sculpin. Yep. Well, Guilty. Fuck, you, wouldn't, you won't try all of these other great IPAs that we have. We have between seven and nine, sometimes 11 IPAs on it. One I'm time. 100% guilty of that because yeah. it's like sometimes you go and you're like, oh, I don't know these. I don't know these. And dude, Sculpin's like the, it's the go-to. Go-to. Everybody. Yeah. But a lot of people aren't as liberal with you, like you with uh, giving out tasters. So if I can't ask to try something and I got to buy a pint of it, that kind of sucks. But if and, you're going to let me try it real quick, I mean, I don't think I've ever come in and you, you're – Right away, sliding me three or four beers that you just got on, and you know, letting us try them. I'm like, that's that's perfect. That's what you want, and you want to try. I'm like, that was fucking horrible. That was really good, and that was okay. I'll take the really good one. You yeah, know? like, well, get- the last thing you want to do is suffer through a pint of beer. Right, you're paying fucking six, eight, ten bucks. I don't. You go downtown, shit, twelve bucks 12 for bucks. a fucking beer. The last thing you want to do is fucking suffer through a pint of beer. That's bullshit. It, it will be 16 too and it'll Ugh. be it'll be 22 people need to get fucking ready for what's coming because people are going to have to pay money for these beers it's unfortunate you but they, this gonna, is the world this is the world we live in you're not going to pay that kind of price of brodies but there's no fucking way how much are you going to pay your staff right well, yeah. I mean, minimum wage goes up i mean I, I talk to derek all the fucking time it's like people need to get with what's happening that whole minimum wage thing's fucking bullshit <laughs> if someone <laughs> makes minimum wage and the minimum wage goes up and the price of their fucking mcdonald's cheeseburger is going to go up too they're still not going to be able to afford anything it's, exactly it's, i don't call me fucking stupid i don't know but somebody needs to explain it to me because no. it, it don't work in my people no it does it no. it doesn't work and we're going to be in a place where inflation is coming. I mean, it's coming. And I mean, Derek and I, we talk about all the time and people need to get ready for coming in and buying a gallon of milk for $9. Yeah. I mean, it's going to fucking happen. And people are like, well, how did it happen? Like, we, we, get- we can't continue to drive the minimum wage up and we can't continue to pay our front of the house people. Like the people that need the, the raise mm-hmm. are the heart of the house. Mm-hmm. The yeah. people that don't get tipped out. Yes, Except the people right. that are getting that are getting the raises are the people that are getting tips, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it's creating a really big problem for restaurants, right. for actually pretty much all the service industry. Well, they yeah, need to right. include the tips in the minimum wage if that's yes. what they're going to say. Yes. I mean, the person's already making way more than minimum wage. We have a friend that's in the restaurant industry in New York, and she was just out, and she does promotions for restaurants. She had no idea that servers made the same minimum wage here oh, yeah. as. No you tip know, credit behind the house. Yep. She couldn't believe it. You're 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 paying their ten dollars an hour. Yeah, yep. ten fifty in ten fifty out in San Diego That's in county. Yeah, mm-hmm. eleven in yeah. city. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's hard hard to understand, but I mean when you kind of put it to a put it out where it's okay, you're making fifteen dollars an hour, and you're giving these people these raises for for minimum wage. That person that's making fifteen dollars an hour isn't usually your customer. 
So the person that's really getting hurt is that guy that's making $60,000 a year that works every day and he's trying to support his family and he didn't get the raise. But now his prices are going up. Yes. So now he's fucked because yeah. he's basically paying for that person's raise. That Do they even deserve the raise? I mean, I'm, I'm all, no one in my store right now makes minimum wage. Everyone makes a little bit above that. So I, I reward hard work. Mm-hmm. But let me choose yeah. who right. I want to pay and who I don't want to pay. Right. You know, I, I think I do a very good job at that. And, and now you're forcing my hand. Now you're going to force me to raise my prices, and the person who has their career is the one that's getting fucked. Well, it's not only forcing you to raise your prices, but I mean, we have to rethink how we treat hospitality. And for us, we overstaff. I mean, we have so much staff at our restaurant. Mm-hmm. When you walk in the door, I want somebody to greet you. Like, you right. know, when, when we, Corey and I, we came to Brody's yesterday, there were people right when we walked in. You know, we had a bar, t- we had two bartenders, we had a server. She was so sweet, she welcomed us. And I can tell that you guys care about hospitality. But if they keep driving right. up the pro- if they keep driving up the cost, we have to rethink how we lay out our restaurant. Well, look at freaking Carl's Jr. in these places are opening up kiosks. It's like you go to the goddamn bank now, and you got to go to a fucking ATM inside the bank because they're too cheap to freaking put more tellers on. Yeah, right? you know. I hate going to the fucking bank. I hate it. She does all the banking. And they just will not as. Retail, we need tens, right? And they yes. want us to use the ATM machine, yes, which I do, not a problem. I'm in and out, but I can't get tens out of it. So yes. then I won't wait in line again. I just wave my twenties around until someone said, "Can you bring me some tens?" Yeah, you have to. Well, it's it's, it's so frustrating. Frustrating. It, it's very, and there's only two tellers, yes, and then you're fucking waiting yeah, in line. Of I, eight literally, people. yeah, I don't like, want to get I'm not in line. That again. Fucking line. I'm not it's waiting in that line. I'm trying like, to do what they want. You're like, what the fuck is the bank good right. for? Like, mm-hmm. the bank is supposed to be giving, helping commerce, <laughs> help me give commerce, help right. me with my oh, customers. No. Well, except the, the problem is, we have customers. They go to the bank mm-hmm. and they withdraw money and they take hundreds. And then they come to the restaurant and they spend the hundreds. Yeah. So all of a sudden we've become the bank. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, true. fuck, I just That's went to the bank true. to go I, get change. I would be just <laughs> fine with all of that if it was a cash only business. Yes. But I, mean, I could make our mortgage payment on what we pay in freaking bank fees. Yeah. And this whole credit banking, card fees. Yeah. Card they, fees. This whole bank fake industry, fees that get when mm-hmm. they came out when I was a kid and they came out with an ATM card. I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, well, now. Our, my kids, that's all they carry is plastic. Right. 98% of our business is on plastic. It's crazy. Nobody carries cash. You know who carries cash? People that work in the restaurant business that get tipped out. Yeah. They carry cash. And strippers. I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't know that. But. <laughs> okay. Me either. <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah. I mean... Business is definitely changing, and that's you know one of the things that is really important for us in this podcast. No matter where people are listening around the world, there's people that want to open up restaurants, they want to get into barbecue, they want to get into catering, they want to figure out how to be a butcher, you know, how to run their specialty shops. And there's challenges like being a business owner and being an entrepreneur. These things are the things that keep us up at night because you don't realize that you know the state assembly they can pass a fucking law that changes our code for what our restrooms they have to be gender neutral restrooms <laughs> i don't like it's not about politics it's about what is the actual pragmatic result right. going to be on my business guess what that means that on this date on march 1st i need to have these signs or else i'm going to get fucking sued mm-hmm. i'm going to get sued for $30,000 because i'm discriminating I'm like well fuck no so let's get these signs guess what 
I should, we should have gotten into the sign fucking business because we go on Amazon. There's nobody that sells the signs. Every fucking restaurant, everyone needs to go get these signs. I don't know what you're talking about. So well, let's get me. you a sign. <laughs> <laughs> let's get you a fucking What's sign. What's the date? What's the date? Uh, it was like three months oh, ago. Oh, I'm late? So, yeah. Oh, shit. Now they heard I got they're going to come guy. in the door and give $30,000. I got a sign guy. So, so the before this podcast be comes out, yeah. gender neutral. For state of California? So if there's a urinal in it, then it can then it actually can be a male restroom. But if it's just a single-use restroom. It has to be gender Oof, new, gender neutral, and sake. it has to have and it has <laughs> right. to have braille on it so that you can actually. We have that right, but no, our well, well, we have neutral. one restroom women. that's gender neutral. Yeah, we do. Does Is it that have a sign? Yeah, it has a sign. It has the neutral. both girl it, and boy next the girl, to it. girl and boy together. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't think they're holding hands or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it has to have a half skirt, maybe. So the I, what? Yeah. So the one. Yeah, so she's just got a little one. skirt on. So okay. we have one. Okay. We're good. A, a skirt and a half skirt. Skirt and a half. And pants. <laughs> pants. But no, I mean, like th- oh, these are right. the re- these are like the real things that like you don't think about. No. And then all of a sudden, so we have we have four restrooms. We needed three of those to be converted into general neutral. We put those signs up. They're general neutral. Now, the women's restroom is getting used by men. Guess what? You know the things that you do to restrooms. Like right. we take pride in our restrooms mm-hmm. because, guess what? My wife, she cares how how well that restroom is because right. if she goes to another place she she judges that mm-hmm. restaurant on, yeah. on, on how, yeah so you care mm-hmm. you go in and then all of a sudden now you have men using the women's restroom all those you know little things that you did to make that restroom nice right. for women they don't you know they're different mm-hmm. no the guy's pissing on the floor exactly <laughs> I, I shit who, that's why what there's woman a wants to be in a freaking men's restroom they don't they don't it's fucking disgusting Guys are shaking their dicks around trying to get the dew off their limb. <laughs> right. You know, the goddamn shit's going everywhere. Oh I know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, it, when people cringe, you know, they'll say to me, oh, I really like to cook. I'm thinking to open a restaurant. I want to retire and open a restaurant. Yeah. yeah well, good luck with that. That's not going to fucking happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to fucking happen. You're never, you're never off. It's never. Just like your, your mind, and they're like, oh, well, yeah, I, I saw you, and you went over here, and I'm like, like, my mind is just never shut off. Mm-hmm. It, it can't be. I'm always on call. I'm always doing something. So you're never like, well, I, Derek, I mean, I, I went into your shop the other day. You weren't there. You must have uh, been on vacation. You're in Tahiti, like, sitting oh, on a beach. That's, that's where I was. <laughs> you got it. That's exactly where you I know, was. You know, even if I'm at the bar, though, and I'm sitting on the other side of the bar and I'm having a beer, I'm looking around the restaurant mm-hmm. to make oh, sure yeah. that that table that just came in, someone went and greeted them and talked to them, or they got their drink yes. order. If I see someone sitting there too long, I get up off my ass and I go over and get them something to drink. You know, and, hey, yes. your server will be right with you. you We're know? definitely hands-on owners. And We're doing everything: cleaning the you, toilets, that's why mopping you're still the floors. Open, though, right? You know, yeah. If you weren't, if you right. weren't, if you just fucking mm-hmm. sat there, you think right. like, oh, the register's ringing. No, the fucking register no. doesn't ring no. unless you care mm-hmm. about the customers. Which I think that's a huge common mistake in a lot of people when they open restaurants is they yeah. think they're going to be able to just walk around and socialize. Well, and not only that's that, it. but you know, socializing that's just one part. That's one aspect of right. so many different jobs, mm-hmm. different hats that you have to wear. Yeah. And right. it's very, very difficult. I mean, we have friends that they're like, oh, you know, like, let's hang out. We'll come and see you at the restaurant. I'm like, no. Fuck no. no. I don't don't no. come to the fucking restaurant no. if I want to hang out. Right. God damn it. I can't sit still at the restaurant. But at the same that's the time, worst place to come and hang we out. We love it, right? That's we why do. we're doing it. Well, I we love do. it. And that, I mean, that's the funny thing is like mm-hmm. we I make jokes like that. And then 
it's like, well, if you, if you actually do want to see me, you probably should come to the right. fucking restaurant because <laughs> you won't see me otherwise. I'll wave uh, to you from across the room yeah, as exactly. I'm by. I'll make sure you get a nice table yeah. and make sure you get taken oh care of. Oh, my gosh. So That's how long has Brody's been open now? Uh, five and a half years. So five and a half years. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. You oh, have a, did you have a special uh, anniversary party for the fifth year? Um, we No, we no. just do something casual business every as time. Usual? Yeah, business as usual. That's yeah, awesome. We're, uh, we'll put beer on special. Yeah, for we the do day. always so, beer yeah, specials. Or, so know, how do you guys, how do you, one of the things that always fascinates me is the, the tap list. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you change your tap list? How do you decide what's going to be on tap? Um, That's Craig. Craig and Cameron mainly. Yeah, we kind of. Well, we're looking for great beer. That's that's always a quest to find great beer because good beer sells. Great beer sells fast. Right. And the diff- I, I, I use this analogy all the time. That root beer is the best goddamn tasting beer in the bar, but you can't put it down. When you put it to your mouth and then you set it down, you're like, mm, 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 I got to have some more. And you, you keep... Raising the glass, and and that's what a great beer does. It it has your palate quenching for more. You're like, fuck, I gotta have more of that in my mouth. And so, so what you're saying is you do a lot of research and development. Yeah. <laughs> you do a lot to yeah. find the best beer. I have, have, have you lot. found this fucking great beer? And yet? this is oh, it when man. they come in to open it. Oh my god, this is goddamn good goddamn beer. Good goddamn, beer. and then it's got, oh, this is offensive. Yeah. Don't even open another one. I don't need um, to taste it. I, I've thrown out many a rep, many a rep. Like, really? Your beer is infected. You can't taste the diazotol in that. I want you to try this right now and tell me if this is a good representation of your beer. And they'll try, oh, it tastes fine to me. I'm like, well, fuck, just get out then. You don't even know what fucking real beer is supposed to taste like. Dude, I, the, the corner... That you've turned mm-hmm. on uh, yeah, what, what you used to drink. Oh. Used to, oh my god! Mm-hmm. I, hey, I still I, have PBR yeah, in my refrigerator at home right now. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. That I love that shit. When you would uh, first, you know, have mm-hmm. some IPAs that were, you know, pretty uh, high on the IBUs. How you know you thought those were offensive? And how it's funny tongue how tongue buckler. Yeah, remember that one? Oh my god. Jesus, talk about offensive! But it's um, some of these things. Palate wrecker. Yeah. Who fucking names their beer palate wrecker? That's I want my palate wrecked. Well, Jesus it Christ, is. it's fucking horrible. Okay, sure. They want that one, that, that, <laughs> that wow factor. People yeah. want that wow factor. On What's them. a marketing? But gimmick? now what I'm starting to see is that people are are actually educating themselves and getting back towards better balanced beer. Yes, where your IBUs aren't over a fucking hundred. Like right. your palate can't even retain anything. When I did my sister own stuff, I was at ninety two. Everything after that, I didn't even fucking know. Like yeah. you, you can't. I couldn't tell you what it was. So it was, you know, an education process, research and development. Once you, but you have to, everyone's palate's different. You have to find the right beer for you, and you know, you're you're knowing you know your demographic now mm-hmm. and what people are wanting, and you can find that goddamn good beer. So you know, the first person that really. That I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for is Pat McElhaney at Alpine, and he, that man knew how to make balanced beers long before anybody was making beer that was balanced. You right. know? I mean, and he, there was a time I was asking him about Nelson, and uh, you know, it's a rye-based beer, and I don't even like rye-based IPAs. I and I asked him, you know. What is it about that? And, and he's like, well, we're targeting a certain protein. And I'm looking at him like, you're fucking with me right now, aren't you? You know, I don't know shit about brewing beer. I know what I like. I know if I like the beer in my hand, I can tell you that. 
I know when the beer is infected, if it, you know, there was something happened to it, it has an off flavor. I, I could probably pick out most of that. And even if I, I couldn't tell you what it was, I can tell you it ain't right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to tell you if your shit ain't right. Right. Well, no, because you have to sell it. Yeah. I mean, you have to believe in what the fuck you put on your tap handles. And you, I can tell how passionate you are about it because I know that's how Derek is and I know that's how we are. And the reason people, they trust you and the reason that they come into Brody's is because you have that passion for that beer. Yeah. And like, you're not going to fucking put something that you don't believe in. If I don't believe in it, it's not going to go on the fucking tap handle. (laughs) Right. funny. People come up and go, "Uh, what's good? Dude, if it's on that fucking wall right there, <laughs> it's great. Them. It's fucking great. I promise. Seriously. What style are you looking for? Just name a fucking beer you like. I'll fit you into a beer. Let just name a beer you like. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, the beer the beer part is fun and it's I like it. I, I think it's it's easy. But my wife is the true champion when it comes to hospitality and making people feel warm. She remembers everyone's name, not only their name, the fucking story and how their grandkids are and all this. I'd like, hey, bro, how you doing? <laughs> you know, I, I can't remember shit. I got a very small brain. It, it, behind every good man is a better woman. And so my wife is absolutely the true champion of Brody's. And, well, and thank it's, you. It's I truly I couldn't her, agree more with that statement. It's her business. All I do is buy the beer and drink it. And there our boys <laughs> are also partners, which we didn't mention. So, so you have two when, boys. We have two boys, 28 and 25, Cameron and Willie. 28 and 25. Those are men. Yeah, two men. They're two men. men. They're, they're not boys they're anymore. Barbers. No, they're, they're not. They're, they're, they're old enough they're to know better. They're always boys, though, right? <laughs> yeah, no. but when we first opened, we told they'd never been in the restaurant business, and Cameron was in construction, and Willie was just in high school, and said, if you want to be in, you can put some money in, which they both did, and I said... College trust fund you know, money when that we, they weren't using. <laughs> when, we, um, when we open, when we turn that sign, then we will be successful. Yes. Whether we don't stay open, we have to close whatever it is, but it came to fruition and you don't have to stay in it if you don't like it. Yeah. But this is what we're doing if you want to be a part of it. So there's still a part of it and we have one that really likes the business, um, may not quite have the shining personality and is great one-on-one, but it's more difficult for him to communicate um, with a lot of people. And another one who's got that social spark and loves to talk to people but doesn't not sure if he really loves the business well, but they keep plugging along but one it, of the, it, one allows, of the, it allows them to figure out what they do right like, you know exactly it them, it's like, okay mm-hmm. this actually isn't for me right this this um has been great but it's not mm-hmm. for me or actually i really really like this i think i right. need to push myself and get mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone a little bit and, and yeah. really try to succeed with it i mm-hmm. think but they've you can see it in them how much they've grown over the last five right. years. I mean, it, it's, you know, with Willie, you know, being I mean, just a young young kid. Mm-hmm. And now he's, you know, growing up and kind of finding himself and what he's doing. And Cameron, I, I've always loved Cameron. Right. So it's just been me and him always get along so well. And he's just great. Even though you say he's not, you know, outgoing and personable, he he, he is in his own way. Right. You know, and right. when I'm there, I mean, we're always bullshitting and mm-hmm. talking. And he's, he's always great with and us. And we get people, you know, more that like Cameron's personality that come in specifically because they met Cameron and people because um, they've met Willie. And and just the other day, like Derek said, he's Willie, is, they've both grown, but Willie was just so happy because there were two separate incidents that one night that people were just complimenting him on knowing the beers and how far he's come. And so our regulars can see it as well. And they've sure. been tolerant of it, but also appreciative. We had one customer used to come in all the time. I haven't seen him for a while, but... 
you know, the Brodericks go out at once in a while, and, <laughs> and he sat at the bar, and he goes, I just love coming in here because it makes my family look normal. <laughs> Any restaurant family that stays together and stays in business, um, you know, our hats are off to them because Derek and I, I mean, Derek and I, we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what business you're in. If you're selling trinkets at the, you know, farmer's market and it's just you and you and your husband or you and your wife and your kids, or if you're running a butcher shop, if you're running a restaurant or no matter what you're doing, I mean, you, you could even be running the Los Angeles Lakers or the Chargers, a family business. Nobody knows what happens in that family business, right. no matter how much they think they know, mm-hmm. no matter how many times they come in as regulars or if there's media that's covering it. Until you're actually behind the walls and behind the scenes, like between me and my wife, we're really the only ones that are going to know at the end of the day, you know, what's actually, can we keep this business going? Right. And where is this business going to go? You know, where do we go next? And, Mm -hmm. you know, now that we're bringing our our son into the world, hopefully very soon here, you know, we're going to make decisions on whether that business is going to be right for him. You know, Derek had a completely, you know, he never thought he was going to be in the butcher right. shop, you know, and it's kind of the same way when I grew up in the restaurant business, the last fucking place I ever wanted to be was in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I was going to be, a, you know, in real estate, I thought I was going to be, you know, building things and, you know, designing things. And next thing I know, I'm fucking selling pancakes and mm-hmm. selling pancakes and ribs <laughs> on Troy Street. And I fucking love it. You know, uh-huh. I absolutely love it. And, you know, those are the, the difficult things in business, in family that, you know, you become a stronger family. Right. You know, I think, I think, you know, your marriage is probably stronger since you've opened the restaurant because of the difficult times that you've had to have. And I have a great husband whose um, ego is not too large to understand when we first opened. I was very stern about the fact if we do this, when we first start and we're laying it out and everything, it's, I'm in charge because I have the experience. Yeah. But now... It's all, you know, it, it, I, I had to have had to step back. I mean, we're not young like you guys. We're older. Not that we're real old. You're but spring. You're spring yeah, chickens. Come on. I've had to delegate. And then I had some health issues. And my husband and our boys totally took over. And I realized I don't need to micromanage this place anymore. And right. it's become more enjoyable yes. even though, you know, I'm not in it as many hours. I have my mom with us as well. But I miss it. You know, when I'm yeah. there, but it's great. I don't need to hop on top of the freezer and try to grab a box. It's a, <laughs> well, you know, I, I know something to. that you were really, really stern about when you guys first first started because you know I was there a lot and and um, was quality. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys right. were so adamant about getting these fucking buns and all the, all your like everything that you wanted. And it was really, really neat to see because the finished product mm-hmm. is so phenomenal. It's it's. I mean, we were talking about it. Earlier, when you guys, you know, if you run out of buns, it's kind of hard to get a bun somewhere else because your buns are so fucking good. Yeah. It's hard to, like, replace that, you know? Um, and we're and trying to keep it fresh, so we only bring in a little bit that right. we think that we're going to need for that day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, they come in every single day right. and get fresh ground beef. Yeah. I mean, they don't come From in the store. Okay, for the next three days, we're gonna ha- you're going to use, you know, X amount of pounds, bring it in. Every fucking morning, yeah. they're here. Yes. They pick up fresh ground beef. We have a stand I mean, and call at 8.30 that we call in the order. Every the single morning. morning. And then we pick it up at 10.30. So he's got two hours to grind the meat and 
and the turkey. I mean, but see, that, people that's try how, the turkey That's like and the symbiosis it. of how mm-hmm. businesses support each other. Mm-hmm. Like when you find quality people that are doing quality things, right. you can come to your butcher and Derek and you have a relationship mm-hmm. where this is how it's going to work. You know, you're just opening up. How, you know, how's it going to look right. five years? Fuck, you had no idea how much you mm-hmm. would be ordering. Mm-hmm. But no, now no. you're doing that. You know, I was just talking to Derek, you know, before he... I was like, I didn't see your truck in the parking lot. Where is he? He's like, well, it's in fucking Julian. Well, why is it in Julian? It's in Julian because guess what? He needs to go get product. His his people need to go and pick up product for the store. We had the same problem. But as you grow, you're like, fuck, I need to figure out. Derek needs his truck. Right. right. Like, fuck, he, he needs his truck. So they need to figure out how they can get him what he needs. Right. The same way that he figures out every day to make sure that your guys' order is taken care right. of. Because if... His if his meat isn't ready for mm-hmm. you, what the fuck? Yeah. What are you guys gonna sell? You're gonna sell beer, mm-hmm. right? right. Yeah. No, and and with with that great product, I mean, they they do so many fucking awesome burgers, and I mean, talk about some of your cool burgers that you guys have now. I know now you guys are doing like a fucking buffalo fry burger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what else do you, you guys have? Uh, um, Hawaiian burgers. You guys do. You guys are doing chicken wings the now. The hangover you know? burger is to die for. The hangover burger. Mm-hmm. It's got bacon. Egg, hash brown patty, your choice of cheese, and they're the whole thing. That's really, Willie has a lot of credit for in in everything has to be in the right proportion. Who's, who's Willie? Our son Willie. The, okay, the youngest. The youngest and he, he cooks. No. No. <laughs> no. God, nobody. I don't cook. No, I trained them all. Totally they're cool. all trained to cook. So he fancies himself cook. a burger yeah. connoisseur, and, and he was adamant about. The, how big the bun was it didn't have too much bread and how much meat there was in the patty and it's not just a third pound it's a little bit more than a third pound because when we put it through the meat press it's got to be a certain thickness so that it comes out not freaking dry as a bone and too thin um but there's a lot of that went into that burger and you know it's not rocket science it's the highest quality ingredients served as fresh as possible yep and that's really the secret to the whole success. And it isn't like, I mean, sure, there's serve of the smile and we're there and we got a great tap list. But it really comes down to the highest quality ingredients served as fresh as possible. It's that attention to detail that makes, I mean, we everyone likes to you know talk shit about big business and McDonald's, In-N-Out. Listen, they're fucking who they are mm-hmm. because they care about every single ingredient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They care about every single part of the process. And In-N-Out is probably a much better example yeah. of quality ingredients. Absolutely. And I mean, go to a fucking In-N-Out. I don't care when you go to an In-N-Out. There's a, there's a fucking line. Yeah. Right. It's, and like, it's, it's unreal how much mm-hmm. money is going but through. But you know what you're getting when you go there. You can expect what you're going to get. And the that's the hardest thing to do is be consistent. Well, to be consistent, you have to keep using the same quality fresh and you have products. to pay you have mm-hmm. to pay you, you have you to made a conscious decision because every single vendor that comes in whether it's cisco whether it's u.s foods no matter who it is they're going to come in they're going to give you this price list and they're going to say well you can buy this bacon right and this bacon is going to cost this or you can you know be a little bit cheaper mm-hmm. save money but then guess what those customers that come that they love that brody's it. burger they're going to say if fuck that yeah, yeah that's that's bullshit mm-hmm. that's not the same i right. wanted that quality cut of 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 bacon right like yeah. that big that bun that i had oh my god the bun and the way that you guys you pick great lettuce you don't realize mm-hmm. it you can get right. shitty lettuce oh yeah, oh, yeah. fuck you can save oh, a lot yeah. of money on shitty lettuce mm-hmm. but guess what you guys are doing the things that cost more money because yeah, you care about that quality but you know the price of our burger i mean what is it 779 mm-hmm. for a cheeseburger 
I mean, come on. It's a freaking at a restaurant. I mean, you can go anywhere and spend twelve, fifteen dollars on just a goddamn cheeseburger. Maybe you get a handful of fries with guilty. That. I mean, <laughs> it's guilty. It's really when we opened the place, it was in the midst of the recession, and I was like, we got to keep our prices low. This has to be a perception of value. Yes, you can't. People are out here; they're got fucking barely making it by. They're going to take their family out for a treat and and take them to Brody's. They can't get walk out feeling like they just got butt raped. Right. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's definitely your pe- people. We're don't a family always- place. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's, you, that's, how you, that's what you get in this county. Oh you get butt raped. <laughs> you got a pretty mouth. We're, we're all related somehow out here. Oh, oh man, gosh, Craig. No, but it's it's great. The the product's so good, and people are willing to uh, you know. Pay for it, and then you can kind of build your own burger too. You guys have a right. menu where you yeah. build your own thing. That's personally. What did you make? What was yours called? Oh. Wilder, you uh, and Josh. Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Jesus it was Christ. two two grilled cheese <laughs> with, a, with a hangover in the middle. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah. Che- Jesus Christ. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh you got a pretty God. mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the most difficult things that you do as a restaurant is choosing what to put on your menu and what not to put on your menu. It took them a year to convince me. I wanted ours real simple, kind of like Rockies, like you you know, third pound, half pound, whatever it is. Rockies is famous for people that don't know. San Diego Rockies is famous since the seventies, and it's cash only, and it's definitely it's a pub. And all they have is two sizes of burgers, cheese, no cheese, and fries. Yes. That's what they have. And Oof. a few beers. And, and because, she, finest. because she opened as cash only, she's able to continue on as cash only. You know, we didn't do that. Is that something that is a legal issue? If you No, no, that, no, that, no, just okay. everything I've read in business journals and you, reading. You Once never... you've started, you know, and you ha- you're gonna lose out on business. Yes. And people We'll spend more money if they're using a credit card. Yes. Correct. Yes. So, um, so picking that, picking that menu and getting to the point where, I mean, you wanted it simple. I wanted it simple, really just burgers and fries. And then we went and tested some different fries. We have our onion petals, which are amazing. And then we had. Uh, they are amazing, actually. You. Those were and so fucking. There's good. not a person in the whole. <laughs> and we make ra- we make our ranch. Every you know we make it with buttermilk and you can tell and right away. Any yeah. place you go to, right when you walk in, you try their ranch. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you know what's going on in the kitchen, right? Because you know it's not fucking hidden yeah. Hidden Valley bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's actually real ranch. For sure. Another <laughs> thing that's very important to me is the cleanliness. What a lot of people don't understand, you know, behind the scenes of a restaurant, um, and. We do, you know, we clean every day, but we, I'm insistent that we do a real deep cleaning every three months. Quarterly. They hate it. They, we take everything out of the restaurant. We steam clean the floors. We steam clean all the equipment. Wipe down everything. all the walls. So wipe down all the employees just in the get place. hours and they come in and we yes. have it professionally done. And it's, that's just, I take a lot of pride in, in how clean Well, it definitely is. shows. I mean, it's, it always just looks so awesome in there. I mean, everything looks great. You walk, you walk in and... It always looks the same. It's just beautiful. The way the even the layout, the bar. I remember you guys were putting the bar together. Um, I know that took some time, but I mean everything in the. It's it's that feeling that you you essentially you kind of feel like you're at home. It's like oh, I'm, I'm back. I'm back at Brody's. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm back at uh, like you said the Cheers. The Cheers at home wall. We have a dear friend and customer who comes in most days of the week, and he's a 
a lager drinker. Yeah. Likes his laggers. <laughs> he was from uh, Chicago. He's a south side of Chicago guy. And uh, he's like, Brody, when I come in here, it's like I'm on vacation. It's like when I walk through that door, I forget about the rest of the bullshit that went on my day. And I can sit down here and have a beer and laugh and tell some jokes. And, and it's like I just forget about the rest of my shitty day that I just had. I'm here at Brody's now. It's like I'm on, vac- like I'm, I'm on vacation. It's, I don't think it's something that's nostalgic. I think, you know, what you said when we first started was, you know, a cheers, a place mm-hmm. where, you know, a place where everyone knows your name. Like, it, it sounds cliche, right. but when you actually experience it, you know, for us, having a restaurant that generations of people have come through where their kids are now having kids right. that are it's now coming cool, to the yeah. restaurant. And, you know, you say, like, the Little League coach comes mm-hmm. and, you know, next thing he knows is his neighbor's they're over there and then you know they didn't even plan on coming to you know all come to dinner on a thursday night but next thing you know you have you know all these different people that all know each other in the village and they're at your place and those are the things that i mean that that's why we get into business you know those are the things that i mean they they really make me excited when someone comes in like oh i you know my grandfather he he used to always sit here you Mm -hmm. know this was his spot Mm -hmm. so we want to go sit there and we want to bring our you know kid that's you know, in a in a high high chair, we want to come and introduce them to you know part of the generational family restaurant bar atmosphere. And you know, just like what you said, the guy he feels like he's on vacation mm-hmm. yep. because it's he fun. feels like he's part of the family. Yep. Yeah, it's fun hiring the local kids. I love hiring; it's their first job, and oh, you yeah. can see right away where they're going to go in the world, yes. where they're not going to go in the world. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely, you can definitely <laughs> see right away. We try to. Um, we don't have a lot of attrition and. People love working at Brody's, and it's a it's Willie and I do most of the hiring, and we I try to do fun things for him. We've taken him to the river three times, and um, we've gone. He's taken a few up to race the cars, and so it's a lot of fun. But then once if they start at Brody's when they're in high school and they go away to college, then we'll put them back to work in summer breaks. There but you if go. They, if they come in as just graduating and they need to work for the summer, I can't train them and then have them leave. Yeah. Four weeks later, so it's too bad. You know, it's sad because I'd love to, but it's really nice to see the kids and watch them turn into adults and get married. And now we have one that's expecting, and it's that's just great. awesome. It's Carrie, right? Yeah, yeah it's awesome. And I saw mm-hmm. that, and yeah. <clears throat> I was really, really happy for her. It's great. We do a lot of support with all of the teams and little leagues and, and soccer clubs mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. We do Golf fundraisers tournament. for you know. The, so how do you say no? I guess is probably one of the most difficult things because to be a community restaurant mm-hmm. to be a place that people you know they love and respect and they want to bring their teams in, like we say yes so much right. i mean derek and i we have we talk about mm-hmm. it. it's like how do you how do you say no because everything's it's not oh they're not putting some corporate request in they're right. actually coming to derek and saying hey derek can you help my softball team well you know we need money when we've reached our quota as far as what we feel financially that we can write a check for which we we have found is more difficult we try not to always just write a check to sponsor cash we, out of pocket right. is probably that once we learn not to do cash out of pocket i think exactly right it, it became much better so, so talk we do about what we do fundraisers um we can't do like large corporations will give 20 percent back but if you pick a day for a certain cause and um you print up flyers, you come in between the hours of three and eight, then we'll give 10% back and we'll do it multiple times. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you have an actual cause, you're trying to get a certain target amount of money for, we're more than happy to do it more than once. Or if you're having a golf tournament or whatever, and you're looking for some 
tea prizes or something. You know, we'll give you a couple of t-shirts and or some, Brody some burger cards gift to cards put in the bags. Something, yeah. you know. So we, we yeah. try to find some way to accommodate everyone. Um, but, you know, it, it, we're firm believers in you get back what you put out in life. And I'm a big believer in karma. I'm not a God-fearing man, but I do believe in karma. And I believe in what you put out, you get back tenfold. So we do try and help out a lot when it comes to the community and, and giving back to the community because they're going to come back and support you because you supported them. And that's how the whole world turns. Well, and know? they become vested in not just Brody's, but in you, Brody, yourself, mm-hmm. and Beth. Like, they they want to come and support you. Yeah. They want to do everything they can to, to support that person. Because they want to come back and, and and have another good time there. And if, yeah. if you're not being supported, you're going to go out of business. Oh, sure. I think, I mean, marketing is, word of mouth marketing is always going to be at the top of the forefront and people carrying on the message of what you guys are doing right. and the quality that you're putting out is always going to be, you know, whether they choose to go and write a Yelp review or whether they go in, on Facebook and they check in and right. they they say, hey, you, you have to come out here and you have to experience this. Right. Sean, did you try their shakes? No, you didn't fucking tell me about the out. fucking shakes. Well, so the, I'm not yeah. eating them. Why aren't you tweeting? Right you should be tweeting. I forgot about you it. We should have had their fucking shakes. When we first opened it. Dude, their shakes oh. will the fucking hell? blow your mind. Corey, did you get a tweet? No, no tweets? I, I didn't tweet Derek, you. I'm sorry. I apologize. Can you tweet, can you tweet a, a shake photo for me? Man, I will. Okay. They're made with frozen you heard, custard. You heard it here. Yeah, he's, they're made with tweeting. frozen custard. You frozen really? custard. Which a lot of Californians don't like because, you know, health conscious California. Oh, but fuck that. It's when, 18% yeah. butterfat content. That's oh, what I like I'm that. talking now, about. Now, you don't come to Brody's talking. to count calories. <laughs> no. Yeah, Not at all. We, we Go say, fucking run another lap, bro. Yeah. Right. Enjoy your fucking shake and have another beer. Yeah, we, we tell know? people all the time, if you wanted a kale smoothie, you came to the wrong fucking <laughs> restaurant. That's right. You're not going to find any fucking kale on our menu. I was just hanging out with some good friends of mine last weekend, and my buddy goes to me, life is short. Eat the bacon. That's true. <laughs> That's this, true. Is, this is very true. Very yeah, true. Yeah. So. How do uh, how do people find you? What's the best uh, social well, when we social first, that you guys when use? When we first started, um, the only advertising I did was Facebook because yes. that's all I knew. I didn't pay for any advertising and word of mouth, and but it's far surpassed me now. With now that I'm 55 and the social media and the podcast and everything is beyond my scope. Um, but mainly, it's been word of mouth, and mm-hmm. then listen, trying to listen to the younger generation and what we should be doing, and Instagram and Instagram and Facebook. Instagram and Facebook, Instagram is and Facebook the, mainly. And it's is, Brody's Burgers and Beers. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Beer, uh, singular, not plural. We, but I mean, there have, are. But you have, plenty you have, plural, but you have multiple. You have, plural, like. you have plural beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, we definitely are going to put all those uh, all those links in our show notes, um, which you can find on iTunes. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to tell us about that anything cool coming up? I mean, we we were so impressed yesterday with that burger. I mean, we had such a fucking good time. Thank you. Yeah, I wish I'd known you were there. I know. I, we sure, we liked it. We were kind of we were kind of secret shoppers. Cognito? We'll we'll, co- we'll Is come that your back. Your first time, Court? Yeah, oh we're, my we're gonna come. We're gonna come back and uh, we'll take we'll some photos. Have a and, beer and a root beer. Yeah, we'll get, we have our we'll 30th get, we'll anniversary coming up next week. Wedding so anniversary. I, yeah, so I was congratulations. Uh, Working Thank in the you. yard, getting ready for the big party. <laughs> I like it. So putting you to work. Yes. All that shit that you hate. Yeah. Well, we wanted to go on big. Put stitches in my list? thumb trying to build her her uh, <laughs> present for her thirtieth anniversary present. And Does she having... know what it is? Oh yeah. Right, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh want... yeah. I put it on the fucking list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we wanted to go away, but that money couldn't. Have... 
you know, we just didn't have the money to do it. So he built me something in the backyard. And he used to be a contractor, so please don't feel so you too have high, sorry So you have high for fucking standards. Yeah. <laughs> Took him a day and a half. So quit your bitching. Yeah. 30 years. Exactly. Cameron uh, helped. Well, I think uh, one of the really cool things that we saw was uh, East County Eats. They came mm -hmm. out and they did a video. Mm -hmm. uh, that guy is genius. I, Talk about a marketing genius. That, genius. that, you know, somebody that's a realtor that is out doing things to give Kyle. back. Mm -hmm. And he's out pointing out places in East County to right. eat. I mean, he does a professional job with his video. 43,000 people have seen that great. YouTube video. Um, and he just did an amazing job highlighting what you guys do at Brody's. And those are the things that really excite us mm -hmm. in business, which is why right. we're even doing a podcast. If you haven't seen that, make sure you go and, and look at that. Yeah, East, County, County, East County Eats. East County Eats with Kyle. They did a great job. I, I was really impressed. With that guy, yeah, he's, he told me, he goes, if I can build trust with someone, giving them a place to go eat, and they trust me with my food choices for them maybe they'll trust me when it comes to, to buying a house, buying a house and they'll call me first sure and i was just like dude you are so outside of the box thinking it's, it, I, it's I gotta congratulate you man you're freaking genius it's yeah. it's outside of the box using technology that we're using today but to do things that they do in the village mm -hmm. literally you go and you trust the butcher Right. And the butcher tells you, oh, well, you need to get, you know, something made. You need you need right. a tailor. Okay, Derek's tailor. And then now all of a sudden right. I have a tailor. Now I have some place. Oh, you need a bar? I'm going to Brody's. I mean, those those things in the village, like, they work now on a bigger scale because of YouTube and because of podcasts and because of Instagram and Snapchat and all the yeah. fun stuff. But at the end of the day, if you get back to the basics, it's people. Mm -hmm. You know, and how do people find right. things? They find things because... You find people that you care about and you listen to, yeah. you know, yeah. what, what do you like to drink? So I go to Brody's and you're going to tell me what I should be Pretty drinking. Pretty much. Absolutely. <laughs> right? People, yeah, absolutely. They trust my freaking choice mm -hmm. of beer that for them. They're like, Brody, you just pick whatever. All right, cool. I was actually there two nights ago with um, my mom and stepdad Greg and uh, I had the two boys and the waitress came in and she said, uh, you know, what do you want to drink? And he said, I don't, I don't know, go ask Willie or um, what I had last time because they know what I like. Like, he didn't even say because he knows what you guys know. He wants a session IPA or whatever right. it was. And, oh, great. He, yeah, yeah, he doesn't want anything too mm -hmm. too big or anything. So right away, his drink came out. And he yeah. was like, cool, right on. It's, mm -hmm. You know, it's what, what, uh, what I'm drinking for the night. So that's, yeah. that's really that's awesome. Cool. So if uh, people, if they if they want to find you, it's pretty much, there's always uh, Broderick and, at Brody, Brody's. For the most part. For the yeah. most part, the most once part. in a while, yeah. we're not there. But yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Of... And whenever I put up a new beer, I, I, I'll i put it up on Instagram, especially if it's something special. You know, so like you guys... we just had Dinosaur World from uh, Modern Times. Awesome. Those guys fucking kick ass. Yeah, you talk about really, really good quality job. craft liquids. Those fucking guys are roasting their own coffees. They're freaking making phenomenal beers that are just totally outside the box. We have people coming in all the time asking for their cold brew beer or yeah. uh, cold brew coffee. Yeah. All, like, they're like, really? you're out. What's going on? I'm like, sorry, man. We're fucking out. That, yeah. that has alcohol <laughs> in it? More in it? No. No, no alcohol. No alcohol. No. Get they're, the fuck out of here. Really? Yeah. yeah. Modern Times is you didn't get me in really it? impressed <sighs> with their stuff. They're kind of like what how groundbreaking alpine was back in the day you know um the alpine being bought out by green flash you know things have changed and you know they're brewing on a big system now and whatnot so it's not like that little boutique brewery anymore but yet they're still making some fine quality liquids um but modern times man they just they just blow me away how good their stuff is and they're really diverse with their whole 
um, portfolio of beers. Well, and, and they think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they're uh, very um, you know they try to be you know the the ahead of of the trends and it, phenomenal phenomenal beers they make. And one of Craig's favorite stops. When he's driving around, monkey paw, monkey paw. I swear, it's like twice a week. Monkey paws, bomb, man. Those freaking (laughs) cheesesteaks. God damn, they're good. Hey, you got to give shout outs where they're due. When when uh, when people care about what they're doing, there's no shortcuts. They actually have to put the fucking work in, and putting the work in and making conscious decisions about every single thing that goes into your business, it it pays off. I mean, it pays off, and that's why uh, we're lucky to. Find people like you. Um, you haven't gotten Thank rid you. of Derek, so we really appreciate <laughs> Derek. Everything Derek's done for us, still here. really appreciate it. Well, absolutely. Um, so we will make sure people follow you guys on Instagram. Make sure they come out to Hamul and get in there. Um, get out to Hamul. Absolutely. Get out. What's your address? It's not Beth? that far. We're only twenty miles. Just what they say. So twenty miles from downtown. Twenty it's miles 1, from downtown. One two nine three zero Campo Road. Perfect. Right behind the Seven Eleven. Perfect. So go out there, check them out. Um, follow us. Barbecue War Stories Instagram uh, hashtag Behind the Smoke. We appreciate all the uh, all the love that we're getting. Uh, be sure to send us feedback. Write yeah, a send us on, a, I mean, write a review want, on iTunes. Yeah, if you guys want stickers? You guys want? Um, yeah, Derek just stuff, got his Valley Farm stickers. We got our Valley Behind Farm the Smoke sticker, behind the smoke stickers. Ones. We'll um, mail them out. So uh, message us, um, DM us. That's my new term. DM on the DM. on the D, on the down low. Yeah. So well, is that uh, for Derek Marceau? Or? <laughs> Direct Not message. so much. Oh, I'm, fuck. I'm, Sorry, I'm, man. Fuck. <laughs> I just came out of a flip phone. <laughs> well, uh, we'll yeah. make sure nobody pages you. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. The other thing, uh, go to Arlie Q uh, website if you're going to sign up for Del Mar Barbecue State Championship. Uh, we're, spots are filling up fast and... Uh, it's going to be a big event on August 20th. So big Del Mar Racing. to you guys for yeah. putting that awesome. whole thing together. What that's, a huge success that's been. Yeah, you guys are just killing it. We, uh, we are very fortunate that barbecue is starting to take off out here in California. And yeah. No sexier place than Del Mar to showcase all these pit masters and barbecue yeah. restaurants. And um, Good God, the hats there are just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the hats. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking that's for, the right? Look for the hats. Well, uh, we appreciate it, and uh, until next time, we're going to get some uh, some more guests on, and make sure you get out to Brody's. Make sure you uh, ask for the best beer. Whatever's on tap, that's what you want to drink. Um, ask for some tasters, and we'll uh, we'll see you on the on the flip side. Thanks for having us. Thank you very appreciate much for having us in, guys. It's been a fun conversation. Cool.